welcome to the Talking Minds podcast. Come join us as we chat about a whole host of mindset-related issues, giving you both the male and female perspective. Don't miss out on the exciting interviews we'll be conducting with some truly inspirational guests. My name's Marcus Matthews, and I'm a rapid transformational therapist whose quest is to transform people's minds to reach their own personal greatness. My name is Tracy Carroll. I'm a rapid transformational therapy practitioner, and my mission is to end the stigma surrounding mental health issues and show people they no longer need to suffer in silence. everybody welcome to talking minds it's marcus and tracy here uh, we haven't been on uh we haven't done a podcast for ages um but we have both been working very hard um tracy has got a cough today so we're trying to edit that out um but you know she always brings something to the party when we try to do these uh, recordings so today we're going to talk about abundance and what abundance means what abundance means to us um what it means to you um and then we're gonna we're gonna do a series of these so we're gonna start off with abundance and then we're gonna look at the various different elements of what abundance is so what do you need to do to get that abundant life and what is an abundant life what is it that you want you know we're gonna look at fear accountability what actions you've got to take the choices um who do you trust to help you on that journey and what steps are you taking um so I'm going to, I've got a couple of quotes. I like a good quote, Tracy. You do like a few quotes. I like a good, a good quote. So I'm going to take one of these quotes now. So, um, Tony Robbins, um, everybody knows Tony Robbins. Um, and Tony Robbins says, when you are grateful, fear disappears and abundance appears. Now that's great. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Gratitude is, is massive. But before we go there, Tracy, what is abundance to you? Oh, okay. Um, and good morning to everybody listening. Or afternoon, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. Whenever you're listening, hello. Um, okay, so my personal take um, on, on our abundance has changed. It has rapidly changed. Um, you'll have to excuse the rustling in the background. The dog is moving on the beanbag. Ah, <laughs> oh, the dog's here. Oh, we always, always like the dog. part of our podcast um you'll probably hear him snoring in a minute anyway so back before our training the word abundance kind of meant nothing to me it it was just a word it didn't resonate with me in any way shape or form i didn't really understand it it was just a word that got thrown around and then when we started our training originally i just thought abundant meant being absolutely loaded completely rich beyond all desires and well out of my reach but the more um, the more I learn, the more I treat people, the more my mind expands from the things that we do, the things I read, um, that abundance is kind of like enough, um, but more than enough, I suppose, in any area. And abundance can be for literally any area of your life, I'm now understanding. So it doesn't necessarily have to be financial. It could be um, an abundance of love, being literally surrounded by it. It could be an abundance of health, um, an abundance of confidence. Who doesn't want that? So I've now kind of redefined it for myself as having more than enough of whatever area you're looking at. Yeah, and I agree with this because, and the reason why I wanted to do this kind of series on abundance, and I'm going to do a blatant plug if you're listening to this before the 22nd of January 2020, um, I'm doing a masterclass on this on my Facebook Live. It's free at facebook.com forward slash make your life count UK. Just thought I'd get that in um, where we're going to delve a bit into this a bit further. However, I agree because when you look at even all the stuff on Facebook, um, mind valley you look at all these courses there's so much talk about abundance and you know this with me tracy that it was kind of um, i can't get the money if i had the money i couldn't get this and i couldn't get that and i need this and to live this abundant life and what we see on the outside is actually 
all these people that are living abundant lives, we go, oh, we want that car, we want that holiday, we want that body, we want that lifestyle. So for me, I, I'm exactly the same. When I started hearing this word abundance, what does that mean? It was, oh, I've got everything. It sounds actually quite a greedy word in regards to, yeah, yeah and it's kind of it selfish and it's wrong. It and society that. actually go, goes against abundance. The way that we're actually taught is that oh you shouldn't do that you shouldn't have this you shouldn't be selfish you shouldn't be this now there's a really good and I'll, I'll try and put it in the show notes if i can remember but there's a really good youtube video by lisa nichols um, and i love this and i tell this to my clients now about what abundance is um an abundance is if you imagine you've got a teacup because we're obviously we're in the uk we drink a lot of tea and if we drink it we drink it with a cup and saucer because we're proper yeah so if you've got if you've got a cup and you fill that cup and let's say it's tea because we drink tea so you're doing that cup with tea real abundance is to allow that cup to overflow and then feed people from the saucer or let them drink from the saucer so you're always keeping your cup of abundance overflowing and then you pass that abundance over because the excess the excess Mm -hmm. and the other thing is is that a lot of the people who um suffer especially with anxiety and depression are very much carers and what they've always been told is you can't take anything from yours for yourself and you always must give to other people first however there's a missing link and the missing link is is that actually you have to fill your cup up before you give because you're no good to anybody else if you're half empty or a quarter empty and i personally had to that's a lot of work that i've done to be able to go, actually, it's okay to be selfish and look after me. Yeah, it takes you back to the whole thing they say on the aeroplane, put your own oxygen mask on first. Yeah. And I say that to so many people. And when I'm telling my clients that, I'm actually telling myself, reminding myself, it's okay. Because society, as you say, makes you believe that abundance um, and everything it represents is a bad thing and that we shouldn't aspire to have it. But we'll all be so much healthier and happier if we all do have it. Because as you say, the excess, we can then spread out to others. Question for you, Marcus. Do you believe then, taking that philosophy of the overflowing cup, do you feel that that's why people in these big organisations, we can take Tony Robbins, uh, even Marissa Peer, Richard Branson, why they then decide to go ahead and um, donate big sums of money or have these huge projects everywhere. I mean, I know Lisa Nichols herself, she has one. Um, Do you think that's their act of, I I am so abundant and this is me giving my overflow to everybody else? Yeah, I think think that's it. But the problem is, is the media don't don't show that, that side of things. No. Um, and it's really interesting. You take somebody like Richard Branson. Obviously, I just oh, just to let everybody know, I'm officially doing RTT full time now. I've left the mm-hmm. police. I'm no longer a police officer. But going back to the railway, because I work for British Transport Police, um, Richard Branson Virgin Company have just let, lost the uh, West Coast Mainline contract. It's gone to another company. Now, what's really interesting here is, and I don't know anything about this. I'm, I'm making a complete guess of what's happened is that Richard Branson has rebid for that contract. He's come in and said it needs to be this much money. And the reason why he's done that is he's probably gone, I need to make this much money so that I can then invest that into somewhere else. My understanding from speaking to a lot of Virgin staff, people who work for Virgin, they love working for the company. They've got a really good ethos. However, the company that's now come in, uh, Avanti, I think they are, that are running the West Coast Mainline. Now, I wonder, and I don't know, is it that they undercut Virgin? And people went, ah, they're doing it cheaper, therefore we'll give them the contract. And especially in the UK, um, I was at a wellbeing uh, event the other day, and apparently out of the G7 countries, um, there's 10, I think, um, the UK is number nine when it comes to productivity. And if you look at the way that our society is, especially in the UK at the moment, and it's very much doom and gloom, there's not enough money. We look at our NHS, there's not enough money. There's not, it's such a lack mindset. And the reason that I believe that that lack mindset is there is because we've got this thing that we can't invest, we can't take for ourselves and then give out. It's all about cut, 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 cut. 
However, mm. when you look at maybe our politicians, and I'm not, I'm not going to get political, but you look at the people that are making these decisions, they're filling their cup. They're not, they're not the ones that are actually... The only difference is, I would say, is the people who are truly abundant, and this is where I think it's important, those people that are truly abundant have not just got wealth. So if you take somebody like um, Mother Teresa, she didn't have wealth in the monetary sense, but she had wealth in her life and she gave. And you'll know this, that one of the things that I started to learn, and I think this is where it gets a little bit skewed and where this has come from, is that when you look at things like law of attraction, or when you want to create abundance in your life, you have to give to receive. Yeah. The only bit that they don't tell you is that you have to fill your cup up before you give. And I think that's where that's come from. When you, when you read anything in the Bible or anything in any scriptures, it's all the same stuff. It's just, it's missing some stuff. Yeah. And I purposefully think that that is there for a reason. I think it's been there for millennia to allow those top 5% to actually have the wealth. Mm-hmm. Because I, I went to, you know, I went to Sunday school, I went to church and I never really got religion. But the more that I start to look into law of attraction, the more that I start to read more, actually the stuff that's in the Bible is the same that's in other texts. The secret, Bob Proctor's secret, it's all the same stuff. And it all comes down to getting rid of fear, being accountable, making the choice, having faith and trusting that things will happen and making the steps. Yeah. So if we take number one there with fear, if you want to stop people having abundant lives, and I'm not talking just financial abundance, I'm talking having freedom, having peace, feeling just contented where they are in the moment. If you want to stop that to control people, what do you do? You put them into a place of fear. Absolutely. So if you want to control people, if you want to be selfish and you want to, you'll put people in a place of fear. And I think that that's more down then, through you? the millennia. So again. You can control them then, can't you, yeah. from a base of fear? Of course you can. And that's, and that's why one of the biggest things that blocks people from creating abundance is number one, we market and advertise things to look at what I call gold, glory, and girls, guys. Um, I've got my fair <laughs> grills. Um, so we look at the external. We look at the external. However, those that know, know that the journey starts when you go inside. Because when, like Marissa Pierce says, every habit of action is driven by a habit of thoughts. So if you get your thoughts clear, and precise and laser focused it's at that point um and i think i think it's sivandanda said giving is the secret of abundance but that doesn't mean that you have to give to other people you have to give to yourself first mm, absolutely you know and i just i just think that's an interesting concept that when you start to think about abundance um in that respect um, I've got a qu- I'm gonna, I've got another quote here, so I'm going to read it. It's from Stephen Covey, and it says, "People with a scarcity mentality tend to see everything in terms of win or lose. There is only so much, and if someone else has it, that means they will be less for me. The more principle-centered we become, the more we develop an abundance mentality, and the more we are genuinely happy." for the successes, well-being, achievements, recognition, and good fortune of other people. We believe their success adds to, rather than detracts from, our lives. That's a long quote. It is a long quote, but I think think it's really important, and I've had this. So I was at a meeting, so I'm a practitioner at Integral Health in Shrewsbury, and we're looking at the centres being sold, so they're looking at putting a few people together. Now, I haven't got the money to invest in that, But I turned around at this meeting and said, listen, whoever wants to invest, whatever I can do to support you, Mm -hmm. help you do whatever it is you need to do, you just need to ask. Yeah. One of the practitioners there went, why would you do that? And I said, well, why wouldn't I do it? Because if you're successful in your business, 
then I'm successful in my business. And they went, oh, never thought about it from that point of view. Because they were looking at it from a monetary point of view where I was looking at it from, well, if I invest in you and help you, then the center will do well. It'll bring more people in. If it brings more people in, there's more chance that I will then benefit from that in being able to help people. And I've always said this and people don't get it. I've always been quite purposed in what I do. Mm -hmm. Although, yes, I want the money. I want the Aston Martin. I want this. I want that. I want the other. <laughs> For me, it's, it's about, am I, am I living my purpose? Am I actually making an effect? Even if that's on one person's life, mm. you know, and you know that when we deal with clients, when they come out, the oh, other side, you know, I mean, maybe that's, if, if there's anybody, is there anybody you can say that recently you've worked with where they've come in with to you and they've not had that right mindset, but when you've finished and you've done the RTT and they've understood how powerful their mind is, that how that abundance has changed in their life. Is there anybody that you... Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. One of probably my... I don't want to label it as best, but it's the only word I can think of at the moment. One of my best clients, the, the, the most amazing, phenomenal transformation that she had, she literally went from almost being a little mouse in a box that everybody kicked around and she had, there was, there was nothing. She, she couldn't really enjoy life. Um, she couldn't work. She, she was literally existing. And literally within days and i'm not exaggerating and i know she listens to this so she'll know who it is because she loves our podcast but literally within days it was like somebody opened that box and let her out and she's grown massively and even though in the past she tried to meditate and she tried to look after herself and everything else the, the key wasn't there the, the missing key wasn't there and we, i've let literally freed her mm. and now she's understanding how powerful her mind is and how really all i did was hold her hand and guide her and that from this point on it's her knowledge of her mind and her knowledge of that power that she can take and she can use it in any way she likes and she's using it massively she's, she's gone back to work She's doing everything that she wanted and, and literally her life has completely transformed. And probably if you asked her, maybe not financially as yet, but the abundance is, is literally flowing her, the, the abundance of energy, the abundance of um, love that she now feels for herself, everything. It's literally, it's overflowing, which is so, I don't know, I can't even put a word on it it's just so wonderful to be a part of that it really is yeah i mean um another quote i know deepak chopra there's a there's a quote he says that ev having everything is just an expression of complete inner freedom and i think that's really true and i'll tell a story as i say i went to a well-being event this um this week with a lady called june mega she's amazing and i'm hoping to do some work with her um in shropshire with some other therapists we're hoping to try and get this kind of stuff out into uh, Shropshire to help businesses, to help the public sector. But she tells this story. I'm going to tell this story because I, I, I love it. Because for me, this is abundance. This is mm -hmm. abundance. And I told this story on my live the other day, but I'm going to tell it on the podcast because I think it's great. So close your eyes. Imagine there's this beautiful bay, white sand, and there's a man just off the uh, shoreline and he's in a little rickety boat and he's fishing. And as this man's fishing, a boat comes up, a massive super yacht, a huge, massive super yacht with a billionaire on there. And he's got everything. He's got the helicopter on the back. You can imagine it. It's an amazing super yacht. And as he comes into the harbor, the man's fishing, and he turns around to the man and he says to him, why are you just fishing in that little wooden boat with a little fishing rod? He said, um, can you catch many fish? And the fisherman says, yeah, yeah, I, I catch enough fish for what I need for my family. And then I sell them at market. And he said, well, do you have much money to spare? And he said, uh, not a lot, but you know, I've, I, I do. Okay. He said, well, have you thought of investing maybe in another boat? So he said, well, why would I do that? <clears throat> and he says, well, if you invested in another boat, then you could catch more fish. And if you caught more fish, you could make more money. 
And if you made more money, you could then buy another boat. And if you continued doing that, you could have a whole flotilla of boat and then you could be a CEO of a massive fishing organization. And the man said, well, why would I want to do that? And the billionaire on the yacht said, well, look at me. I sit here now looking at this view once I've done my work. And the man turned around and went, and so do I. And the whole point of that was, oh, wow. was that the, that the man, the, the billionaire thought that he, he was told that he had to have these billions of pounds. He had to have this super yacht to enjoy the same view that the man who was on the wooden rickety boat enjoyed every day. He thought that, yeah, he thought a, that he was more abundant, but that was just in finances. And B, thought that, yeah, he was getting something out of it that this little guy in a boat was, wasn't going to get. Yeah. So, I, yeah. And my, my, do you know what? Interestingly, my dad, um, my dad, when my dad was a parent and decorator, he had his own business, you know, didn't make that much money, but he enjoyed his job, went to work every day, enjoyed his job. You know, they've got a nice house. It's nothing super special. Um, but I remember him telling me when I was little, he had a friend who was a millionaire who wanted to set him up in the business. And they said to my dad, all I want you to do is you look after the business. So we'll get more parent decorators and we'll go and do big contracts. I'll look after the finances. I'll put all the money in and it's a 50, 50 split. Who wouldn't do that ordinarily? Who wouldn't go, right. I'm going to be working with somebody who's a millionaire. They're going to make me a millionaire. Who wouldn't do that? Mm. This is what my dad said. Dad said, that's great. But I know that if I'm doing that, that I'm going to spend a lot of time away from my family I'm going to not be able to spend that time with my brother who at the time was doing really well in football. Um, and he, he said, no, I, I don't want to do that. Cause for me, the most important thing is to spend time with my boys and to spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will go, you're crazy. And my dad, if anybody, I don't know if there are any listeners that know, knows my dad, but my dad is not the type of person that will go, yeah, I'm going to go and buy a hundred pound pair of trainers. You know, he will buy the least, most expensive, most desirable trainers or clothes. If it wasn't for my mum, he'd still be wearing the same clothes he got married in. <laughs> um, however, however, actually that principle has really resonated with me that what my dad was saying, and I didn't know at the time was that, it's about purpose and it's about being grateful for what you have now. And, and being nothing, happy with what you've and got. And being happy with what you've got now. The only diff the only missing piece that my dad had was that he came from a generation that said, you can't know your place in society. Yeah. Know that you can't go there. Cause I know when I joined the army, when I went for my, um, you do the entrance test and I got a high enough score to become an officer. So to go to Sandhurst and be an officer. And I remember telling my dad this um, and he said, Oh you, no, you won't be able to do that. And I went, well, why not? He said, well, those people are different to us. You won't fit in. And actually that was a bit of a red rag to a ball for me. And I think that's why I spent then most of my twenties and thirties trying to prove to people that I was good enough. Yeah. Um, you, you were one of that, that category. Yeah. It was like, no, Nobody tells me that, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And that actually caused a lot of my issues, a lot of my problems. And that wasn't something that my dad did purposefully. It's just that it was something that he was told. And it's something that everybody is told that if you don't have a degree, if you don't have this, if you don't have that. But when we look at that thing about what does abundance look like in the West? This is what abundance looks like in the West. You're born. You go to school. If you're lucky, you go to college and university. Why? Well, you need an education. You need a, a fixed education so that you can get a good job and work for somebody. And they'll give you a pension so that when you are 60, or in most of our cases, if you're in your 30s and 40s now, 105, when you retire, you'll have a pension. And you can then go to the island where the fisherman is and relax. Mm -hmm. And then we die. What a life is that? <laughs> what an inspiration to have. Yeah, I want to do that. So I want to do, yeah. How many people listen to this podcast now or maybe on a commute or they're, 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 they're doing the same old thing every day and, and they're, they're going, I need this job because it's got a really good pension. 
Michelle's dad died, sorry, became ill six months after he retired. They planned everything. And this really changed us. He was already deaf and then he had a stroke and a heart attack. And he basically became a vegetable. So everything that they'd planned using that strategy is fake. Yes, for some people it works. Of course it does. But when the world has changed. Oh God, it has. And the thing is, those people are working and working and working and they're not living as such. They're just working for that deadline of when they can live. The problem is what they don't realise is because they're not living, they might not even get there. They may, they, or a lot of them do die before they even get to the point where they thought they were going to live. Yeah. Waste. It is. And we're cha- And why do we do that? Because we're chasing it because society, mm. society tells us that's what we need to do. And why, so why do we do it? Well, it's simple, isn't it? Is that the mind is saying you must survive to survive. You need the tribe because the mind is still living in prehistoric days when it thinks that if you go out on your own, you're going to die and mm. you're going to get eaten by a saber toothed tiger. Yeah. So actually we're being driven by this primeval thought process that uh, that's that's been used by 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 the few to control the many so you can't actually live an abundant life no but they can but they can but they can but are they living an abundant life there's you know this is the other thing is that how many of those people are truly living an abundant life you know how many of these big ceos Actually, I think a lot of the ones in the States maybe do because they go and work with people like Tony Robbins, Marissa Peer, you know, Deepak Chopra. They go and work with these people. And that's why these people exist to say, you've burnt yourself out. You've done well financially. And I think that's when you say that's when the change comes in. And you take somebody like Bill Gates and his foundation and what he's doing. What is that trigger in their lives? We don't know. What happened where they went, I'm working my ass off every day. And yeah, I've got money. I've got an abundance of money. I've got cars, I've got houses, but I'm still not happy. I think that's because society has defined abundance for everyone as being rich. Yeah. So people, some of these people, they'll aspire to be abundant, um, in inverted commas, thinking that it's all about the wealth. They get the wealth and they're like, yes, I'm here. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, it's nice. I, I have that Rolex watch and, and I have that Aston Martin and I have that yacht and I have this, that and the other, but I don't feel any different and I don't feel like I thought I would. And then they look outside and uh, these other people like Marissa Pugh and Tony Robbins and everyone else and they're like, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I so unbelievably happy why am i skipping out of bed every morning because i'm loaded and if i wanted to i could bath in money why is this not enough Mm. and that's when i think they the light bulb goes on or it gets put on for them and to say that's not what abundance is and then they almost have to start their journey again yeah they do yeah but the the thing is they're in a lucky position where they've got the money to then go to the best of the oh, best yeah and this is where this is this sounds like a little bit of a sales thing but this is where i think it's really really important to understand for anybody who's listening that actually there are people out there people like myself and tracy there's other rtt therapists there's other people out there that can actually help you with this to break that that feeling that block whatever that block is you know it, it might be you want to give up smoking because you know that it's not serving you in regards to your health. However, if you got rid of that, then you'd be able to spend more time with your kids. You'd have more money. You know, if you think how, I, I don't even know how much a packet of cigarettes is now, it's probably about like 10 quid. You know, 40 a day, you know, you could be spending 400 pound a week just on cigarettes. What could you do with that 400 pound to give yourself an abundant life, to go and buy the holiday, to go and see the guy in the cove in his boat who's living the abundant <laughs> exactly. life? Exactly. You know, and it's things like that. And as soon as you do the work on the inside, but the biggest problem that people have is, is that they go to external sources for that. I think our kids are in, we've got to do something about our kids because they're all on FaceTube, Snapfish, 
and all that sort of stuff. I know what it's really <laughs> called, Snapchat. Okay. But they're, they're, they're being influenced and the marketers are, are really honing in on this. So, you know, we didn't have that. It was just normal advertising, normal stuff. But now it's being bombarded. And kids are going, I don't feel enough. How do I get this? How do I achieve this? And, and they're still being pushed down this, you need to have a degree, you need to have this, you need to have that, or you're not worthy of anything. But yeah. they're then masking all of those feelings of not feeling enough by buying the trainers or they're buying this. Why, why do we have county lines issues? Well, we have county lines issues where young kids are going into drugs and being manipulated by gangs. These gangs know all this stuff and they give them the material stuff. Why? Because they're giving them something material when actually that's not what they want. They want to feel as though they have purpose. They want to feel as though they belong. And society is saying, well, if you don't fit into this very linear way of doing it, then you're no good. You're not going to live an abundant life. Yeah, somebody, else will give, yeah, somebody else will give them another choice to do that. And then once they find out, once they're deep into it, that actually it's all rotten underneath mm. the shiny, they're stuck even more. And that cycle yeah. continues. Absolutely. You know, and the most frustrating thing for me as um, a former police officer, um, as somebody who's seen this, when I have conversations, so for example, I've just spoken to a local police force, myself and my wife have put a tender bid in for some work that they want to work with, with domestic violence and alcohol, because they're seeing reoffending rates go up. So we've put a bid in to work with them. And this is what they said. That sounds like a psychological approach working on the mind. We're looking at something more physical. Really? I'm pausing there. <laughs> what they're saying is, and this is the way that our public sector is working. This is the way that, you know, why is society broken? If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. So what they seem to be saying is, that's really nice, but we want a physical intervention. So what do they want you to do? Do they want you to go to them and say, hey, I've just developed this new drug, which will stop people reoffending? Well, I don't know. But what they're saying is that, is that they don't want a psychological approach to it. They want some sort of method that they can put in place. But these people are saying that they're open and innovative and they're looking mm -hmm. for new ways of doing things. But they I don't want to go to somewhere new. No, I think they need to... Um look those words up in the oxford dictionary yeah but this is the problem and yeah within our public sector certainly what they're doing is is they parachute things in from other people they what's the latest buzzword they don't know the value of of what that is and i think that's the same in the private sector as well but you've got to look at the nhs and if we look at the abundance thing on the nhs what what did they ever say we need more money in the nhs we need more this in the nhs we need more that in the nhs everything's underfunded when you listen to the news everything's about we haven't got enough money we haven't got enough nurses we haven't got enough police we haven't got enough doctors we haven't got enough 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 it's all about lack and it's all about lack and as you know lack attracts lack, lack. however if they opened their mind to what true abundance is and started to think about different ways of adding value and actually going within rather than presenting external i'm pretty sure i know that things will change because if you can get the workforce understanding their mindset understanding where their failures are if you get your senior managers understanding that the reason why that they're target driven is because somebody else is target driven and actually somebody else is just making the targets up and some consultant is coming in knowing what we know and is making money out of the way that they're doing things because they know everything's on lack of fear. Mm. Who's the one who is winning? Well, the guy who took the risk, you're working for him. So that person, that man, that lady who's taking the risk is living the abundant life. Yeah. They're manipulating you using fear. They're not accountable. You're accountable. And the yeah. cycle continues. Doesn't matter what program you have. Doesn't matter what it is. If you don't get the work done on the inside, everything on the external may work for a time, but it'll break. And society yeah. is showing that. And, and, and the world is. is that at the moment. You know. That, that's exactly what's happening at the moment. Yeah. So, it, it needs to... 
Oh, I don't know. I could, I could get right on my soapbox. <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> it. It just, it drives me mad. It really does. That Why aren't they, this is probably going away a little bit from the whole abundance thing, but why aren't they teaching people how to take care of their own health? Accountability. Yeah, so that the NHS can deal with the broken bones and the burst appendix and the heart surgery, and they don't need to deal with the rest of it. But it's got to a point that society thinks, oh, um, A, I won't bother looking after myself, back to the whole let my cup be drained. Yeah. Then go cap in hand, or cup in hand in this case, and say to the NHS, will you fill my cup back up? It's not their responsibility. We all need to take responsibility for looking after our health and our well-being. Um, literally, be selfish if you want to call it selfish. Be selfish. Fill yourself up. Give yourself the abundance so that you have to go somewhere else. Because when you have to go somewhere else and ask somebody else to fill your cup up, yeah. they may say no. For whatever reason, they may not want to. They may not be able to. And that's what's happening with the NHS. They can't. Yeah. I've heard of people recently, I mean, you hear it all over the news anyway, but a friend of a friend um, who's currently having chemotherapy, she's, the chemotherapy is doing all sorts to her body, which is really not good. And, and she spent hours and hours in A&E. She needs to be treated. There's not a bed. Because yeah. many people are saying, I'm just going to wreck my body. And I'm not going to take any responsibility of it. And I'm going to rock up at the hospital and say, fix me. And why is that? That's because society has told them that they're not enough. Yeah, they're not enough. So they're, 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 they're finding that attachment with something, whether that be drugs or alcohol. And what's really, what's really interesting in this is that if there's anybody working for the NHS, especially doctors or anybody who's in a high stress, the police as well, how many, how many people in these, what, what we deem as high stress jobs, um, you know, a low cards principle of forensics says every contact leaves a trace. And it's true. I can't remember what the figures are, but there, there, it's quite a high amount of doctors will self-medicate. So in regards to the fact that they'll do a whole shift and they'll tell everybody, you need to do this, you need to do this. And they'll do that physical wellness on people. And then they'll get home and drink a bottle of wine. So anybody who's listening to this, how mm. many of you go to the office, you, you know, maybe 80 hours and you're just absolutely knackered, but you need to keep going. Um, it was on the news the other day that the amount of uh, cocaine use has gone up. Um, and again, I, from a police point of view, have seen so many people that are just normal. You know, they're not people that are homeless or are, are, are in real dire straits. That They're starting to use drugs. They're starting to use alcohol as a way of numbing the pain because they're trying to live the champagne lifestyle on a lemonade budget and you know they they're breaking and those people that are entering the uh the system take my example you know i was trying to do everything i could as a police officer i ended up going into the mental health system you know so even the people that are trying to help the people are suffering you know and i've got another quote here from franklin d roosevelt who was quite a famous american president and he yeah. said the test of our progress is not whether we add more to the abundance of those who have much is whether we provide enough for those who have little and i think that's the thing is that it's the little things that make the difference so if you're if you're a manager or you're a boss and we talk about well-being instead of expecting your receptionist to make you a cup of tea when you come in in the morning why not say to your receptionist no i'll make the brew this morning I'll make you a cup of tea. You sit there. The abundance that you've just flow, put into that person's life, they just felt worthy that you appreciate them. And sometimes it's the little acts of kindness of saying, thank you. Do you know what? You do a great job. Or going into a, you, you know, you go into say a Starbucks and it's really, really busy and they look really, really, you know, everybody will have a go for Starbucks because of tax reasons, but it was the first, coffee shop that came in my head and that person they're, they're they're under the weather and they're maybe they're new and maybe they've made a mistake and people are having a go at them. 
just say to that person, are you okay? You look really tired. Just want to tell you, you're doing a great job. You will change in that moment. You will change that person's life. Just imagine though, that if every single person went into that coffee shop and said to that person every day, you're doing an amazing job. Well done. Thank you for my coffee. Yeah. How would that emanate out into that particular chain of Starbucks? How would that then pass on to the rest of the staff if all the staff were getting that? And then how would that then pass back to the customer? So as the customer you give, your, your, your cup's full. I'm not using yeah. the coffee shop because the cup reference. You give that back and they start to fill their cup. Yeah. And they give to somebody else and they fill their cup. So just by giving, you fill somebody else's cup up and they can pass it on. Just imagine if you did that to one person, you said thank you, or you gave somebody that feeling that they were enough, that they had a purpose, and then that person did it, and that person did it, and then that trickled out and it permeated. It'd be like a chain reaction. Just think if we did that, how much better the world would be just by appreciating somebody and saying, thank you for what you do. That doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost a thing. That's all I'm thinking when you're saying that. I'm like, and the thing is, the beauty of it is, it doesn't cost a single coffee bean. No. Uh, Look at the opposite. Look at the opposite. You go in, maybe you've had a bad day and, you know, you say to the cop, come on, hurry up, I'm in a rush. That person's cup gets drained. Yeah. They then go home having a bad day and then their kids come up and the kids may have had a, a good day. Oh, stay out of my way. And that child then goes, I don't feel enough. Imagine if that permeates every day. That child runs up saying, I'm not good enough. So what did they do? They start trying to prove that they are good enough. But then they come across all these battles and then they go. So by the time they're in their 20s, they're going, well, actually, I've never been good enough. Nobody's ever told me, said that I'm great. I've tried hard. I've worked hard at school. I just can't do this anymore. I need an escape. And then they see somebody taking a bit of Coke or drinking and go, actually, what a great escape that is. Yeah. And then they end up, you can see it, it is you simple. Get, it's not difficult. It's, it's it literally, it's not rocket science at all. Science. Negativity breeds negativity and vice versa. And abundance breeds, breeds abundance. abundance. And this is the thing is that when we go inside, so when you're having that bad day, <coughs> just a tip for everybody. Um, and I do this. And, and it, it works and it doesn't, a lot of people go on about meditation and meditating for an hour. I've got a Samsung watch and on my Samsung watch, I've got a breathing app that allows me to do some stuff. One minute, one minute to five minutes. Every time you have a break in your day and I do this, so when I used to go to work, I used to sit in the car for five minutes before I walked to work and I would literally just do a breathing exercise. I just breathe in. And then, so breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for six. And I just center myself and be present and just realize where I was. If I ever got stressed, I'd do the same. Now, this is not new. People will tell you this. But just imagine, imagine the scenario. You've been to a meeting, you've had a really crap meeting, somebody's had a go, you've not hit your targets. And you want to go and grab a coffee or you want to do something. Before you go into that coffee shop, before you go into that next meeting, Take five minutes for yourself. Be selfish. Take five minutes. Go in. Give gratitude and go, okay, that was a crap meeting. But what was good? What came out of it? Maybe somebody did say, oh, you did well with something. Maybe your pen worked. I know that's crazy, but just going, you know, I'm really glad that it could have been worse. And I'm really glad that I did that work. I'm really glad for the lessons that I've learned. What can I take from that feedback? Mm. Is this the right place for me what could i do and just give that gratitude look for the good things and one of the biggest things when you're looking at this sort of stuff is not just about looking at the good stuff but it's going right where's that feeling so right okay what's happened this is what's happened how am i feeling i'm feeling really bad why am i feeling really bad i'm feeling really bad because i didn't achieve i didn't achieve i'm giving that away it's an old story it's gone i'm not i'm not doing that anymore i did a good job and people didn't appreciate that, but that's fine because they're on a different story. They're on a different journey. That person, your boss, may be the one who's trying to prove to his boss and his boss is trying to prove to his boss, break the cycle. 
Oh, absolutely. Break the cycle. They're coming with their own baggage, aren't they? They've all. They are. It's all about everybody else. So when somebody is attacking you and saying this, then then take stock and go. Do you know what? Did I do my best? And if you didn't, and you thought it's a bit back to what we were talking about earlier with the kids and their exams, yeah. Yeah. If they put in a hundred percent effort and they don't get what they want, right? Then they tried their best. There's nothing else they could do. Let it go. If they didn't put the effort in, didn't get what they wanted, take the lesson. Yeah. Either way, move on. There's no such thing as failure and success. There are only lessons. Lessons that serve you and lessons that don't. And the biggest thing that I learned to try and build my, to start my abundant life and, and, and things started to shift when I did this was to recognize the signs, whether it's the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, recognize the signs of, I'm doing this, it's not working, stop. Yeah. Breathe make a decision i left the police not because i didn't love my job i love being a police officer I'm very proud to be a police officer but i went inside and started to have a look and go what is it that i want what is my purpose what is that i want to do can i do that now in this present time where can i do it and then you take a chance on faith yeah. you take a chance on faith that actually once you get to that place of peace and freedom and of abundance and you make that decision and you're laser focused it will happen and it will happen quite simply because when you raise your vibration, when you are in a happier place, you'll attract happiness. You'll attract people that are on the same path as you. Uh, this week I've, this week I've connected with so many people just by going out there, going to an event because I love that. I love your energy. I love what you've done. I'd really like to work with you. Now that hasn't brought me any financial abundance at the moment, but what it has brought me is the opportunity to work with people that are on the same vibration as me that all want the same thing. So oh. it's not coming from a place of lack. Yeah. It's lack It's coming from a place of what can I give? And that giving doesn't have to be financial. So my target, my target for the end of January is to get on board 40 clients um, and bring that money in. But the money isn't my driver. My money is my purpose is I want to bring on 40 clients to empower them to live their abundant life. Yes, they have to pay me for that, but that is energy. That's a choice they make. If they're stuck, I've done the work, I've done the investment, I've paid the money, so have you. We can give you that. And when we give you that, then you can give it to somebody else and you'll start to receive the money, the love, the freedom. Yeah. And you have to make a choice. Money is just energy. And if you have a lack of energy you're not going to move forward no. but it's not a straight line it's very wiggly <coughs> and you've got it's like baking a cake isn't it yeah most like people it. just want the icing yeah but actually the good stuff is underneath and necessarily you don't see that mm. all the foodies out there on nutritionists are going that's not a good analogy cake's not good for you but you get my point <laughs> do you agree do you agree with that oh absolutely absolutely so I think, I think the lesson here really is, and we know this, we know this anyway, is when we talk about giving to ourselves, it's not about giving to ourselves in a selfish way, financially or anything like that. It's about going inside, starting with that breath and really being grateful. You know, gratitude lists are amazing. I love them. But also when you do the gratitude list, Give something away. Give something in that gratitude list to say, do you know what? I'm giving away my lack around money. I'm giving yeah. away my selfishness about taking for myself and not giving to others. I'm giving away, you know, my thoughts on other people. You know, anything that you want. But do five things you're grateful for and five things that you're going to give away. And that doesn't have to be anything tangible. It I've never done thought. that, actually. I, I do the gratitude list, but I've never thought about what I'm going to let go of. I've, let got my, I've got my book here. It's got an M on it. Let me just read one. So here okay. we go. <coughs> so I'm doing RTT full time. So this is the first thing that I wrote in my gratitude list. Now, this was as a police officer. Um, before I changed, it was on Monday, the 25th of November at 7.32. I've just opened the page. Okay. And this is, this is how I write it. Please use this, everybody. 
It worked for me. I declare to the universe my intention to create an abundant life as a rapid transformational therapist. I'm giving gratitude for my amazing family, my journey so far, the people who have supported me, the people who have guided me for the love I give myself. I'm giving away my ego, my shadow self, my fear, my regret, my lack. And then I wrote at the bottom, I am enough with a smiley face. <laughs> and, and, and so I found that really cathartic and it was actually something that you said, Tracy, that made me do that. So it's oh. funny that you've not done this. So tell the story when I was moaning about not being able to get money in and I wouldn't be able to do stuff. And you'd done that law of attraction course and you said about the ocean and the waves. Oh, okay. And that's where that came from. Yeah. That came from that conversation. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I did, um, I did a law of attraction. Um, I think I can't remember the name of the company, but it was with Wendy Smith. So I'm not sure she's going to listen to this, but anyway, she does. Thank you. Um, yeah. So the basic principle of it, if I can remember it properly now, was that when you put out into the the universe or into whatever, however you want to word it, when you put out your desires and what you want, imagine it like you're we're back on the shore. You're standing on the shore, and the the waves are taking away what it is that you're desiring you're putting it out into into the ocean for it to come back because as we know that the tide goes out and the tide comes back in so the idea is that you say and i don't know we'll, we'll go back there you want um, an abundant health you want to be really really healthy and and you're putting that out into the universe and it's you're watching it go away with this um wave and for anyone who's obviously message in a bottle yeah, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm actually doing <laughs> the motions with my hands. <laughs> it's like a bottle being thrown out into the ocean, isn't it? Takes yeah. it away. So just imagine it is going out into the ocean and you want it to come back. You want it to manifest and come back to you and give you that health. The problem is you've let it go and then all of a sudden you've thought something negative you've allowed something to come up you've suddenly thought oh i don't deserve it because i don't look after myself or or whatever and all of a sudden you've got this massive tide breaker has appeared and when that desire has flowed back you just whack straight into the other side of this tide breaker and it can't physically possibly come back to you it can't reach the shore now therefore you're not going to get what you wanted yeah. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, it is. And if you look at that, and, and look at that as an analogy, you said the tiger's in, the tiger's out. What does the breath do? The breath comes in yeah, and the breath goes out. It's yeah. exactly the same. And you look yes. at the way that the universe works. You look at the way that the world works. It takes away and then brings back. You look at death, okay? Something grows, something dies, it rots down, new growth comes in. That yes. is a universal law. It's tangible. You can see it. So why doesn't it not work with the mind? It does. That's it does. the point. It's just that you don't see it. And those that are living abundant lives may not consciously manifest like that, but they have that faith. They have that hope. And what, what do I keep saying? Faith. Where does religion come from? It comes from faith. We don't, we can't see God. What is God? Hmm. What is God? It's the same stuff. It's, you look at any religious text, it's all the same stuff. It's about being laser focused, knowing what you want, send it out there. Don't worry about it coming back. It will come back at the right time and it will lead you on a path. And we were talking about this yesterday. So I'm going to put this out. If you want to try this, so write down what you, what you desire. And it's got to be something that's meaningful. Don't say more money. Don't say more money. Say, I want, I want this, or it might be more money, but, but give it a time frame. So you've got to give it a time frame. So say what you want, give it a time frame. Send it out and then be grateful for what you have now. And eventually it will come back. It will come back. If it's purposeful and you mean it, and it's not about saying it, it's not logically, you've got to feel it. Yeah. You've got to really feel it inside and breathe into it. Because if you really want it, you'll feel it. It'll be something that is so passionate inside you, you'll want it. If you want it because you want to keep up with the Joneses, ain't going to work. No, you've got to want it for a reason and you've got to be able to give back to receive that. And that's the other yeah. thing. 
And just before we finish up, what I'd like to uh, say, as long as it doesn't fall out of my head, because <laughs> I feel it trying to slip away, um, is it's slipping away. It's slipping away, don't go. Um, where was I going? I was going somewhere with that. You know, have you ever felt that when you have an idea, you, you can literally feel it being drained from you? I know, it's come back, it's good. There you go. The universe brought it back and sent it out there. I forget because you will forget. <laughs> Always remember. Right. So on that note, just quickly, ask yourself if when you're listening to this and you think, I know, I know we keep talking about money, um, but say you thought, oh, I really want to make 10,000 a month or I want to make a thousand pound or I want to get a different job or whatever. But something says to you that you're, you can't, that you're not worthy, you don't not deserve any, and, and whatever reason you have this belief that that's just not available to you, okay? What I want you to listen for just one second and, and think to yourself is if millions and millions and trillions of people around the world can have this unshakable belief and faith that will use God, but obviously for all different religions, that they're their version of God exists. When, as Marcus said, we have no proof, okay? Nobody alive today has seen him. We've not got a video footage of this person. It's an entity, okay? If everybody in the world, to an extent, can have this unwavering belief and faith that this person exists and that there's something else out there guiding this and doing this, why can't you have this same unshakable belief that you can do this thing that you can achieve this thing that you can have this thing if you can believe in things like god and the universe and anybody else like that and anything else that's having power over us and guiding us and helping us then you can use that same faith in yourself definitely and so we're going to we'll be ending the podcast now but i'm going to end it on this note because we talked a bit about money and a bit of material stuff so this is what i want to say if you want an abundant life, it starts from going within. It starts from looking at your mind and starting to break the rules and starting to really look at what you've been told in your life that isn't true. And I'm going to end it because I've done a few quotes today. The brilliant Brené Brown. If nobody knows about Brené Brown, get on to YouTube. She does some amazing TED Talks. Um, but Brené Brown says that for her, the opposite of scarcity is not abundance. The opposite of scarcity is knowing that you're enough, that your life is enough. And what you have right now is enough. So give gratitude for what you have now. And once you're grateful for that and you're truly grateful for that, anything else then will start to fill your cup up. And as that cup fills up, it's like a chain reaction. And that abundance will just start to flow. So think about the words that you're saying to yourself. You know, I'm on that drive to work. Oh, this is a nightmare. It's not a nightmare. It's there and happening for a reason. And maybe it's happening for a reason as a sign. Look for those signs. Look for those words. Look for those signs and start changing your life. So look at the fear. Start being accountable and take action. You do have choices, trust yourself, and then step into your abundant life. And with that, I think it's time to end. I think it is. Beautiful. Have a great day, everybody. Um, we're going to be doing some more on this. We're going to be looking into fear on the next podcast. And don't forget, 22nd of January, 2020, facebook.com forward slash make your life count UK. I'm going to be doing a whole masterclass on this. So I hope you can join me. I'm sure Tracy will be there. She better be. She's probably got something booked on. She normally has when I do these things. Anyway, <laughs> have a great that. day. Have a great day, everybody. Tracy, Thanks, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? I do. Thanks, everyone. Okay, bye-bye. Have a Talk great day. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast why don't you come and join us at facebook.com forward slash talking underscore minds and don't forget to give us a little like thanks very much for listening see you soon